From the Far Beyond. This is a series of podcasts by Paulin Jenkins, and I live on an organic farm at the far end of Cornwall. And these podcasts cover a wide range of topics, and you can check them all out on my podcast page on my website. going to be rather a long podcast, but I think you'll find it interesting. I'm going to read you a chapter from The Only Planet of Choice. I was very fortunate to be commissioned to write a book on behalf of some rather cosmic beings called the Council of Nine, and this is one of the chapters from the book. But this particular version is the final manuscript which I wrote before submitting it to the publisher. And quite a few things were removed from this version, so this version does contain stuff that actually hasn't come out in the published book or the various uh, different editions of it. So this is chapter two of The Only Planet of Choice, Accelerating Earth's Evolution. they're not just referring to the geological planet and its biosphere. They also refer to the swirling body of thought, feeling and memory of collective humanity and the soul or innate consciousness of the earth or Gaia. The nine use the term physical in a different way from us. To them, something is physical when it has form and shape. Even a thought or an image has a kind of physicality to it. What to us is tangible, to them is dense physical. When they talk about a human, they look primarily from the viewpoint of soul. As the key ingredient in an automobile is its driver, so the key ingredient in a person is our soul. Without active alignment to soul, a person is lost. The fundamental meaning of life is missing. A planet Earth is a sort of a soul field, a body of experience with a characteristic flavour, which individual souls enter to learn, evolve and serve. 
Perhaps it's like a hall of mirrors at a fairground, where we see ourselves reflected, expanded and compressed in so many different ways. The geosphere and biosphere are the physical manifestations of that great earth soul on which we stand and move, like knits crawling around in Gaia's hair and eating it as well, stripping away the clothes, hair and skin of our mother. How does Gaia feel about all this? And how does the human race, in its deepest and most knowing soul, feel about all this? Happy and proud? People in developed countries are touchy about acknowledging and taking on board subtle energy fields as an integral part of their reality, especially if they have a scientific or an educated background. Soviet scientists saw the universe more in terms of wavelengths and frequencies rather than objects such as subatomic particles, so they didn't quite have the same conceptual problem around subtle physicality. But Western rationalists do have a difficulty resolving the black-and-white dualism that rationality has created, taking seriously an assumed role as guardians of the defining of reality. There's a kind of rationalist fundamentalism in the air. Nothing exists until it can be proven to exist, or, put into reverse, by previous reasoning or a priori, it can't exist, and therefore it doesn't. This leads to a difficult situation when we're presented with possible realities which lie outside this framework. Rationality has become an ideology whereby our perception has become edited and censored. But fixity and blinkering is an ailment not limited to rationalists. We all have to confront this matter, for prejudice and predisposition are two major human ailments. As you might by now have gathered, the Nine ask us to enjoy the art of conceptual gymnastics. Stretchy worldviews might well be a very useful way of facing the future. Now we go on to the dialogue between people and the Nine, and one of them is Sir John Whitmore, and this is him. John, I think the most important question to people on Earth at this time is, what can they as individuals do, and how can they as individuals make things different so that our planet fulfills its destiny? Tom, now Tom is the spokesperson for the Council of Nine. First and foremost, they must recognize that each of them contains the entire universe within themselves. Each of them contains all creation. Therefore, when they understand that, they then hopefully will understand that if they go against their own integrity, the transformation evolutionary movement acceleration is now absolutely important. Frequently there are little gems hidden amongst just a few words in the nine communications. For example, Tom says, What will be understood is the power of thought and the energy of love. It's easy for the eye to pass over these when they contain a lot of implications worth considering. When Tom refers to the power of thought, he's alluding not just to the power to comprehend, which itself could transform the world. He's also alluding to the power to actually affect and effect things directly through our minds. Our thinking has a bigger influence than we believe. For example, Tom later draws a direct parallel between contaminated thought and world pollution. 
When we look into Adventures of Consciousness towards the end of the book, Tom shows ways in which we can turn this round to make our thoughts a device for healing and reconstruction on a large scale. As for the energy of love, despite the teachings of Jesus and despite multifarious modern movies and songs about love, many of us live in a rather loveless, faceless and alienated world. So there are different ways of dealing with that. Love seems to be either a distant dream or a joke, a theoretical construct or a means of tying someone up in knots. Lovingness as an ongoing condition and practice of the heart is not the prevalent mood of our modern society, though love does have ways of popping up at the most unexpected times and places. Tom sagely reminds us that love starts with ourselves and that the way to start loving ourselves is to omit doing things which make us dislike ourselves. Simple, really. Yet practicing this does not at first appear quite so simple. We're busy looking for complexity, for something else other than what we are and what we have. The Nine urge us to believe that love can overcome and that the world can brighten up, change and unbondage itself. Destruction is not necessary. We regularly reaffirm the idea that there is nothing much we can individually do to avert destruction, and governments don't seem to handle salvation very well either. Logically, destruction is inevitable. Tom suggests we can turn this thought around. A miracle solution might well come along, but it is we who will bring it, create it and nurture it. In fact, we are the miracle solution. We are the people who can make destruction unnecessary. We have a capacity to learn through applying our wisdom. Ozone holes, Agent Orange, waste dumps, barren echoing city streets, Dolphins getting caught in tuna nets, damaged children, grandmothers caught in crossfire. Paradoxically, this is why, in Tom's words, this is a glorious time to be alive. The learning opportunities are unprecedented. The potentials for breakthrough are tremendous. Tom, we have come to the time of evolutionary forwardness of planet Earth. There is a great necessity to accelerate for the oceans of planet Earth, the trees and forests, the skies and atmospheres, are the very essence of breathing, the life force, have reached a level of contamination bringing the downward destruction of this planet Earth. We call upon your energies and commitment for alerting the peoples, the governments and the communities of planet Earth. The innermost core of humanity is beginning to grow and glow. The essence of understanding of their beginnings is awakening to bring about change. You are part of that change. You are children of that change. You are responsible for that change. Without your commitment to acceleration, if the change were to come in its own time, without your input, the planet Earth would be in a situation in which most of humanity would not continue to exist. Accept your ability to create the pattern that brings about understanding and accept the truth of who you are. Planet Earth was created to be the paradise of all paradises in its perfection. It is time for forgiveness, forgiveness of self, 
for humankind to understand that to maintain fear and dissension is to maintain annihilation. Humankind has begun the process of annihilation. Yet there is a great future for the fulfillment of the destiny of planet Earth. Accept that you have a part to play in bringing it to fulfillment. You have no limitation. Your limits and boundaries are created only by your fears. This does not mean that you should climb a very high mountain and then plunge off it. It means that you must have practical application of understanding of yourself in truth. It means that you must begin to extend yourself in the capacities of your mind and thoughts. Your physical bodies have limitations upon this physical planet, but your minds and thoughts can expand and grow, touch all corners of the universe, and when it understands the truth of self, it can relieve the burdens of this physical world that have held it in bondage. You humans are a kaleidoscope, and will appear at times confused. Yet, with one turn, you can become elements of beauty and purity, and with that you may travel the spheres of the universe. The Nine ask us to awaken, to commit ourselves to making things different. They don't want us to slavishly follow their admonitions. They want us to use our intelligence and vision, consciously, to cut the time-wasting and do the obvious. We need to change the quality of our actions as humans and to devise our activities and products sustainably, creatively and considerately. Within ourselves, where the only limitations are of our own making, we need to extend our boundaries towards the infinite. Says Tom, The innermost core of humanity is beginning to grow and to glow. Humanity is reaching a level of maturity wherein the early stages of transformation are already welling up. This is a question of how we see things. If we take a mechanistic view, then it cannot be further from the truth. It looks as if humanity is cooking up ever more disgusting ways of hurting itself and its world. Yet the devastation and hardships luridly described in our media can also be regarded as a sign that we are in the prelude to breakthrough. The growing, glowing core of humanity is, paradoxically, entirely compatible with increasing contamination and tension in our world. The worse it gets, the closer we are to breakthrough. Here comes John. Now, if we were to imagine for a moment that everything remained in a static state, humanity did not improve in consciousness, understanding of the environment and responsibility, it would be valuable for us to understand how long it would be before we would actually totally destroy our environment. And this is 1978 he was asking this question. Tom, with regards to the atmosphere surrounding planet Earth, you have no longer than 20 to 25 of your years of existence before things go critical, and you will soon notice a difference. Without oxygen, there cannot exist life upon your planet Earth. If the peoples upon your planet Earth do not come into sensibleness, they will eliminate themselves. Now, the above time estimate was based upon things continuing the way they were at the time of the communication in 1978. On another occasion, Tom is asked about one of his passing statements. Here, he notes that individuals and groups are making a positive difference in the world. The next clip comes from 1989, ten years later. 
Andrea. This is Andrea Pukharic, the, the parapsychologist. You used an in- interesting phrase earlier, that time is accelerating. What's the real meaning of the acceleration of time, Tom? If this planet Earth were to pursue its course in the way it is doing without acceleration, then you know that that would bring destruction. Andrea says yes. Tom, what is now accelerating due to the meditations humans have done on this planet Earth is the beginning of the acceleration of time, which then creates the situation that this planet Earth becomes a light space vehicle and humankind will become suddenly aware. It will be similar to the hundredth monkey effect beginning. So if you now begin to understand the power of meditations in small groups such as yours, you can change the world. So the meditation work which many people were doing in the 1980s has has had an effect. To some, this will sound far-fetched, but if you review your experiences of the period from 1986 to 1989 and the feelings which were generated, such poignant events as Chernobyl, invoking dread and fear, and the Live Aid concert, invoking courage and hope, made a big impact on collective awareness, and there was a major shift of awareness, at least the first stage of such a shift. A backwash occurred in 1990-92, to but this, when you consider it, is quite natural. It takes time to assimilate new possibilities to make ready for their manifestation. Such a backwash is the prelude to another forward wave. Andrea One of the things I observe is that there are more and more riots because of the shortage of food and high prices. This was asked in 1989. What can little people like us do in that particular area? Tom It is not necessary for anyone upon this planet Earth to die from lack of nourishment. It is only because of ignorance, because of the governments of the world attempting to control others. We will not permit the extinction of any groups of humans. You understand? But you must now incorporate it in your meditations, though through meditation you may prevent the destruction Ian, he's a, he's a nuclear scientist. How are the chances of evolution on this planet? How are the chances of survival? Tom, there has never been a time in the past as there is now to bring forth the evolution of your planet Earth. All things are possible and change may come with rapidity. We'll give you an example. One year ago in 1987, in the nation Israel, at the time of Passover, the people of Israel were devastating the entire nation with litter. It was a sight that was disgraceful and brought great sadness. And in one year, what has evolved in the nation Israel is what is called a miracle upon your planet Earth, for during this time it was cleared up with no debris, and people found greater respect for others surrounding them. If this can happen in the nation Israel, which is greatly intransigent, intractable and stubborn, then whatever you choose to do, it can be done. The movement for change is in motion. Those who know may stop the malignancy of hunger upon your planet Earth, and can also stop the catastrophe brought about by man, and can make your planet what it is created for. Ian again. How much are you supporting and influencing evolution, and the people who want to help evolution. Tom, 
When anyone asks the question, what can we do, we are there. You see, we cannot do an iota of movement until a person asks. We may not, cannot, and will not interfere in free will. But when a human asks, and at times they only ask in joviality, they do not mean it from the depths of their soul, then we may help them to evolve. It is important for people to be aware that they are not alone in the universe, and also that they must take responsibility, for they cannot escape responsibility. John, could you give a word of advice to individuals, because many people say, well, what can I personally do? Is there some small thing that individuals can contribute? Tom, it is very simple. Behave only in a manner that you may love yourself for. Behave only in a manner in which you would wish another to do toward you. Do no activity, thought, or thing that you in your soul, in your consciousness, cannot have self-respect for. When that begins, then all will change. All will change when people accept that also those that live elsewhere in the universe are available to give you love and understanding. All will change when people understand the energies within. This psycho-spiritual dimension in which individuals may indeed make a difference opens up the field for anyone anywhere to join. What seems to matter most to the nine is personal and collective motivation. There are three areas of activity in which we can contribute. In our actions, we can reduce our contribution to destruction through altering our consumption habits, our waste, our choices, and our way of working. In our behavior, we can love ourselves more and treat others as we would have them treat us. And in our inner life, we can visualize world solutions work on ourselves to become clearer and more open and phase out negative beliefs such as the anticipation of catastrophe. Now this is a recipe for an active life, but it is one that turns around that hopeless heavy feeling that there's nothing much we can do. It brings a new feeling of empowerment and effectiveness. To some extent we have to choose to believe that what we do makes a difference. It will work although the challenge for us is to experiment and demonstrate that it does. Seeing is believing, and believing is seeing. Tom, we have been working very hard, though that is not the proper word, because we do not really work, but in our world there is no word, so I will use that one. We have been working to prevent the crisis, and we have not at this point going back to 1974 now, been successful. Many things were set in motion many thousands and millions of years ago. But we wish you also to realize that there are things that were not part of the planning, and which are human things that come about by greed and vanity and desire. We speak of the governments that control the world, that create the crisis, it was not part of the plan. Do you understand? Andrea, yes, we do, and we appreciate this discussion. Tom, 
The time has come for the people of the earth to demand from their politicians, to demand from their religious leaders, to demand from their teachers, knowledge and understanding of what is truly happening. It is now the time of the people. Beforehand your governments and your religions and society kept your masses in ignorance and kept humankind tied down. Acceleration will cause those in your world to demand answers from their scientific community and their authorities. But the way to reach people, we have finally decided, is through their own physical body and the healing of their physical body. Many people will be healed and many will become open to healing. It is through healing that the consciousness of the wider universe will be raised. It is important for humankind to know that it must begin to take responsibility for planet Earth, and science must begin to understand that it is, does not hold within it the power to dictate to the rest of humankind, but it is only a portion of humankind. In its elitism, science has discarded the other echelons of humankind. Science has become the religion that manipulates and controls and those who lead science must now begin to accept their responsibility. Now the nine take a rather dim view of religion as it is practiced, and our current religion in the developed world, science, is no exception. Not that the nine want us to ditch science, only to see the role of science in its correct and most valuable place. Science is a systematic investigation of the knowable universe through the formulation of theories and their testing against manifest reality. Healing plays a key role for the nine since serious ailments hit us personally, causing us to stop, look and listen. Teaching gems of truth to humanity has not worked. Our religious teachers and philosophers of, of past millennia have given it a good enough try. No matter how much we are exhorted to love one another, to develop sensible morals and to act with integrity, we ongoingly omit to do so. So we're now being influenced in the area where we have personal weakness, fear and helplessness, in our illnesses, which scientific medicine, despite admirable attempts, has not managed to control. The hospital sector is growing rapidly. We have eliminated many ancient hardships and life-shortening diseases, but we have created others in their place. Even though life expectancy has extended in developed countries, our longer lives have not necessarily become more meaningful, fulfilled and inwardly fruitful. We may be clinically alive, but how many of us live our lives to the full? Tom it is a sad time for the world because, as in past times and emotional times, the physical beings of this planet blame all others except themselves for their problems, which are in truth caused by themselves. It is as if, in order to exonerate themselves, they would cause a blemish upon another, and they would throw them into a pit of snakes. They will in fact be ashamed at another time, but that has been the history of planet Earth. We cannot have that in the future, and not at this time. It is a time for each individual, each nation, to stop and to respond, and to realize that it is within them that the blame lies, not with others. 
How can the nations exist in peace when the people do not exist in peace within themselves? And then Andrea asks, Yes, that is the big question. How can every person find peace in his or her own heart? Tom, can you find the peace within your own heart? Andrea, no, I have great difficulty, but I think I'm possibly in better shape than many people. Tom, are you sure? Andrea, for myself I say so, yes. Tom, then you have made a great step, and we would say yes, you have found peace. And in comes John again. It would be enormously helpful if we could get from you some kind of picture of the ideal planet Earth, say a hundred years from now. What kinds of things in a material and physical sense would we expect to see on such a planet? Tom, it would be a planet of balance that would have the eye views of beauty, peace and gentleness of colour. There would be gentleness and peace amongst the species upon this planet Earth in the care of humankind. And there would be the challenge to humankind in its peaceful, joyous existence to create a quality of existence that will bring forth the information and knowledge of the great joy of oneness of the universe. When humankind thinks of peace and music and colour and balance, things will be very different. People have become so adapted to believing that they need strife, conflict and arrogance, that they have a fear of boredom, of nothing happening. We promise you it will not be like that. There will be no time for boredom, for the challenges that will exist upon this planet Earth, as the exemplary paradise and microcosm of the universe will continue for eternity. Therefore there is always new knowledge, new colour, new sound. There is an ecstasy in the perfection of planet Earth. However, it is not, and it will not be, a place of continual holiday. We can tell that to you. John, can I ask two practical questions? In some way, I believe the environment will change and that it will become richer and more lush in terms of plant life. Is that... Tom... That is correct, for negative energies negate life. John, and in some sense that will be used to overwhelm the ugly structures of today, which will be... Tom, that is correct. They will have a portion remaining to remind them of antiquity times, though. John, and one other thing is the question of transport. There is a massive amount of physical movement around the planet of people and things and that contributes a great deal to the destruction of our environment. Will there be less physical movement because of alternative means of communication? Tom, not less movement, for there will be the custom of knowing different areas upon planet Earth and travel to them, but transport will take a form that will not congest, pollute or destroy. Know this, planet Earth will not look the same in each place. Therefore, it will be necessary still to have travel. Yes, it will be possible to travel. John, it seems to me that there will probably be a deterioration and breakdown of institutions, economics, political and social balance and so on. And I feel that this process will probably begin fairly soon. Is that a general indication? Tom, but do you have the knowledge of why? John, well... 
I feel that this is something that has to happen before we can build a new. Is that so? Tom, that is a partial possibility. But let us explain to you that the difficulties in your economic systems, with pollution in your air and streams and earth, with pollution within the spirit world surrounding the earth, and with the desire within souls for the things taken within them to give them an untrue sense of who they are, drugs and alcohol, these manifestations are also the beginning of the breakdown. John, what about the future of schools and education? Tom, here there can be breakdown. There are reasons for there not to be an ongoing education. The human mind is rebelling because of poisons, but also it cannot absorb the knowledge in public education which has not truth. This has been a process. If you will review your systems of education through the last 20 to 30 years, up to 1975 this is, there has not been improvement but only deterioration for it has not benefited the soul. Council says, I have not answered your question. Your assumption that some kind of breakdown is necessary before reconstruction. The answer is affirmative. At this time, balance must be accomplished because the planet Earth that you exist on cannot continue many more of your years. Within 200 of your years, there will be an ice age on this planet if nothing is done then the souls who have been bottled and trapped on this planet will forever be trapped. This is because of the negativity they are involved with and the selling of their souls. They will not be able to evolve and to understand because they will be constantly involved with the desires and sufferings of the physical. Beside the challenges that are coming in your immediate future, with your many world problems, with your pollution, the problems of your food, and the problems of your governments, remember this, which we will tell you now. Within 200 years of your life, this planet will be frozen. The reason that we come, and the reason for the work you do, is to make people aware, so that we can save the souls on the planet, and stop the problem that has been created for the universe. This is now a dangerous time that we are in, and he's talking again in 1975, and the negative energy is building. Now, when we spoke to you of an ice age coming, this is something that is occurring because of the illnesses of the human race. And when we say illnesses, we mean your technology that has not been refined. This is coming about because of the greed and the desires of the beings of this planet. If this should happen, these souls would be trapped. The reason for this coming about is because the pollution in your atmosphere and the pollution in your waters, which in turn then pollute your atmosphere, and the sun can then no longer penetrate. With our technology, we will be able to help rid the earth of the problems that your pollution and your technology have created. Andrea can you give us a thumbnail sketch as to how this knowledge will be transferred from your world to our world? Tom, it will be necessary for us to become visible and physical on your planet. There is not enough time to give this data and for you to work out the technology and the years that it will take. As you know, this planet will not be able to sustain itself. Its waters will be polluted its earth will not produce the food necessary. 
the earth will be crowded with beings with desires of eating, of breeding, of their touches or sex. This is really the reason that they are trapped within the ether of this planet. Andrea, if someone came to me tomorrow in all good faith and all willingness and said, yes, I accept what you say is true and that these things are happening as you say they're happening, and what can I as a single individual do in a practical way to help reverse this trend? So what would your advice be? Tom, if this individual believes it and then tells another, and that one tells another, and that one tells yet another, then things can change. Remember, there will be many that will be coming to people like you and asking questions. This will be a time for the masses. This will not be a time for the governments, nor the religions, nor the societies to control the masses. The masses will be told. They will be told on your radio, your TV, and your publications, and they will hear, and they will listen, because the evidence will be about them. Andrea, so it is a matter of believing that you exist and acting thereon. Is that the essence of the message? Tom, this is true, because without acknowledging our existence, then we cannot help you, and the preparation will be to bring to people the knowledge that we will help, and that we can help, and that we do not create a problem, that we only come to help in love and peace. There will be many of the masses that will not understand the life forms of which we speak. They will not be able to understand the cosmos and the bottleneck that this planet has created. But remember, this is not always necessary. The fact that we do exist, and the fact that they accept this, and the fact that they will see that we come with no harm, that we come with love, is what matters. And when we help this planet in technology, we can also spread truth and love, so the souls of this planet can then evolve, and can prevent the problems that are turning the universe inside out. Andrea, if the knowledge of all this is to spread through TV and publications and the like, how will people living simple lives without access to mass communications get to know about this? Tom, they will not need to know, because they already know. When you speak of Africa or Asia, they are not aware of exactly what, but they know there is something happening. It is the advanced countries that create the problem. John, could you say if there's any improvement in the situation in China? Tom, at this time, this was 1974 during the Maoist period, we regret that we must say no. That is a civilized country that does create a problem. Facing the problems that we have created in our world brings to many a sobering, heavy-hearted feeling. Yet understanding fully that there are solutions is like a candle in darkness. The onus lies with the developed countries and their peoples. We have covered over the knowing part of ourselves, such that we have no conceptual or emotional structure on which to base solutions and changes. We have to shatter our world view, as increasing numbers of people are experiencing privately. Private, personal crisis has been the main dimension of social change during recent times. It's wonderful, because in our day we're being offered a choice with no options. Or, we have created such a choice ourselves over the centuries, allowing history to unfold as it has done. No one else has been doing this but us. 
It looks as if we could be booted into this change even if we might not want on the surface to actively bring it about. We're waiting for change to be forced on us. Yet imagine the relief you and I might feel when we realize fully that we can redirect our energies into more constructive and fruitful activities than our present ones. How much energy is burned up in stress, traffic jams, unnecessary diseases, overproduction, inefficiencies, military expenditure, bureaucracy, corruption, damage, planned obsolescence and a host of other energy misuses? Tom, if the planet Earth can be saved, and it will be saved, the entire universe will be raised to a level in which all souls will have gained the nature of what they have searched for from the beginning of time. And remember that when the souls of the universe have calmness and joy and peace within their hearts and generate this love, it overtakes even those souls that are negative and dark and brings life and love to them. Can you imagine that when you accomplish what you have come to this planet to do, the entire universe will be glowing with a light that will seem to be blinding, because it will have a light of pure love. All will become one, and that is what we have all striven for. We ask only that you never, even in your darkest moments, even when you are disturbed with each other, even when you are disturbed with nations and other peoples, that you never lose sight of what we have related to you. When we look over the universe now, we see only a small glow here and there, and there are many dark areas, but we know that what you have come to planet Earth to do, when it is accomplished, will be a releasing of pure love in the entire universe. So, visualize yourself after the change. How will you feel? Whatever the light of pure love truly is and feels like, it does feel enticing. We'll probably not be free of concerns, but we will be in a position to deal with our concerns very differently. Perhaps our concerns will gather around far more real matters than they do now. Now here comes someone called Irene, and she was a filmmaker from California. We were talking earlier about rules. I would like to go further with you, and this is all from instinct. I believe that there are no rules any longer. Now, there may be rules as you understand, but rules as we understand them no longer exist because of the level that we're moving towards. I also believe that this isn't the first time that all of us humans have experienced this, though you have a clearer memory of it, that, let's say, than we do. Will you accept that? Tom, but we all have memories. Irene, OK, well, we move along. Yes, we were all here before. Tom, that is correct. And your memory is correct, that you are here in times when there were no game rules? You are in absolute correctness, for there are no, what you term, ground rules. Irene, exactly. And it is our humanness that will allow us to make the evolutionary leap, once we understand completely that we weren't able to make the last time. Tom, that is correct. What is operating from your inner self is your trust, your faith, your inner knowledge, and the beginning within of the comprehension of existence in times past and the accountability that will evolve of necessity. Irene, all right. 
What is happening, as I believe it, is that we have evolved within our own humanness to a point where it is now necessary to integrate the spiritual with the humanness. Tom, that is correct. This is what planet Earth is for. Irene, that this alchemy, if put together, will bring about the transformation. Tom, that is correct. Until planet Earth becomes a light space vehicle, that is immortality forever. Irene, once humankind accepts their joy and that they no longer have to suffer to survive, they don't have to worry about being bored when paradise is regained. You dropped a realization into my head, which is that when one looks at the history of humankind, one realizes from the earliest days they have set up problems, wars, disagreements, fighting, death, killing, and so on, just so that they could overcome it. Then they can have a moment of peace, and then it's disrupted again. What can we do to break this pattern? How do we begin? Now, I know it has to do with the integration of physicality, spirituality, and so on, but what else is going on here? Tom, you see, what is necessary is to take inbuilt human courage that has become arrogance, and return it to courage again. The courage to be who you truly are, without the arrogance that was felt to be necessary because people believed that they were special. Yes. Now, include that in your meditation, for when people begin to understand, then you humans will accelerate. Do you now understand? Irene. Yes. So courage becomes one of the cornerstones of the human foundation for the elevation. Tom. And charity. Irene. And. Tom. Compassion. Irene. And. Tom. Kindness. Irene. So those are the foundations. And it's upon those that we are to build our structure. It is from that that we can connect to otherworldliness. Tom. You see... What that creates is what people term high. Irene, at the same time that we are discussing this, there is something else that is also existing in another time and space. Tom, correct. Irene, we and you together can make that connection. Tom, correct. Irene, I can only get this far. There's something about the connection that has to do with reality outside the one that we know. What you're talking about is a foundation to build a human structure, but at the same time we must have a corollary in another space and time. Tom, that is correct. John, what can you tell us about that other reality? Tom, it is the mirror. Do you understand that the film, when it is removed from you... Irene, wait, 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 wait a minute. So what you're talking about here is that in that other space and time, so ridiculous words become, there will come a time when we'll just be able to communicate with thoughts, right? Tom, exactness. Irene, yeah, but we're not there yet. Tom, that is correct. And then you will go on forever and ever and ever, and there is not an end to eternity. When you look in two mirrors together, what do you see? You see yourself forever. Irene. Yeah, right. Tom. Now also, energy builds, creates, it also encourages, and it enforces. You need to remove the film from yourselves, which is the film in image of planet Earth, which holds you in bondage. From the beginning, which is guilt. You understand the serpent in the Garden of Eden? 
Irene. Ah, the one prior to creation had a knowing. Out of this knowing came many things, among them the desire to create, or perhaps recreate, planet Earth. I'm skipping steps. Adam and Eve in the garden, the lessons of obedience, the understanding of free will, and the exercise of free will in the choice of disobedience. Tom. The importance also is the exercise of free will in obedience. Do you see the opposites? Irene, absolutely. Tom, yes. What you must understand is that you yourself must uncover this revelation, as each of you must be revealed. John, I don't understand what you mean by be revealed. Tom, when you understand that, then you understand what we have said. John, he sighs. Tom, this is not an exercise in gaming. It is an exercise in developing your mental process of thinking for yourself. And John says, well, right now my brain is like a scrambled egg. Tom, when you understand who you are, then all that we are, the knowledge within us, may be transferred completely to you. Here comes Ian, another member of the group. Isn't it true that parts of us will be revealed in the process of structuring? Tom, this is correct. Ian, that we don't need to bother about these hypothetical things. Tom, that is exactness. When you begin this, then there is revelation in many. For this your world, this universe also, had to be structured. Now is the beginning of days of great importance for you, but most important for us. You will heal yourselves and the planet Earth. The beginning of the healing lies with those that have been through self and removed themselves from blocking. Understand our great love for you, our great joy in you, and remember and understand we wish you on planet Earth to know of our love and our existence. And we give you love, and we bring you peace, and we are in gratefulness that you are with us, and we shall leave you now. Now, according to this excerpt, we've been through this kind of situation before. Here, simply note that, deep down in our collective memory, we already have the experience of catastrophe, according to the Nine. We are suffering from ignorance in the sense of ignoring. We are challenged by our situation to have the courage to acknowledge who we truly are. Now, at one point, Tom slipped in that we had been instilled with courage, which had mutated into arrogance, competition with creation. We retained our sense of specialness while losing our sense of purpose and service. Our challenge now is to have the courage to turn things around. This is already happening on an individual level. Have you had a friend or loved one who has been so smitten with illness or misfortune, so deeply thrashed by the life they have created for themselves, that they have, after a seeming psychological death, completely refocused their lives onto an entirely new basis? Or have you been through this yourself? Buddhists call it the turning in the deepest seat of consciousness, or the awakening of the will to enlightenment. This now needs to take place collectively within the mind and heart of humanity as one being. And the payoff is that we, or our grandchildren, will manifest paradise on earth, an utter reconfiguration of the facts of life starting from within. In all our efforts we seek happiness and fulfilment, even if we have some very perverse ways of seeking it. 
and Tom is offering us the prospect that we could actually get it. We don't have to have a hard time. Unless, of course, we so choose. If you want to find out more about me, go to my website at palden.co.uk. The music was by a good friend in Oregon called Galen Hefferman. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. Mm-hmm.